Welcome to Free Flow Friday, powered by the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. I'm Dave Debo, and I'm very excited to give you an over-the-shoulder learning experience around raising capital, as well as other tips, tricks, and strategies to help you on your real estate investing journey. So let's start. Let's discover together. Over the last, well, this year, 2021, I've actually put quite a bit of emphasis in getting myself booked on other people's podcasts. Up until this year, it kind of been a little bit hit and miss. It wasn't really very much of a priority. But this year, we really focused on it for a couple of months, and we're well over 50 podcasts that I have been booked on as a guest all over Canada, all over the States, as far away as the UK. Yeah, another guy was is based out of Spain. <laughs> so I've been interviewed internationally on a bunch of different podcasts. This was last month. So this, this was a busy couple of weeks. One, two, three, four, five, six podcasts that week. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 podcasts that I was interviewed on in those two weeks in July alone. So this is definitely doable, you guys. And we basically turned it into a, into a bit of a system. So the big benefits of you getting interviewed on a podcast. Number one, people who listen to podcasts are highly engaged. I mean, think about it. This is not a passive, well, it is a passive thing for them, but it's not like, it's not like they're scrolling through Facebook and something kind of pops up. You know what I mean? Who here actually listens to some podcasts? Give me a hands up on a regular basis, right? So chances are you actually have to go to iTunes, you have to find the podcast, perhaps you subscribe to that podcast. And then when something comes out, you click on it and you listen to that podcast or you consume it. Does that make sense, you guys? So it's not a, you actually have to work a little bit, go listen to that thing. And then people who listen to podcasts are highly engaged. They're there to hear specifically what you're talking about. Does this make sense, you guys? They're there for that, right? So it's a very engaged audience. It's a way to make real personal connections. I mean, think about it. If you get interviewed on a podcast or, or just look at your own experience. If you've listened to somebody being interviewed on a podcast, especially if the interview's 30, 40, 50 minutes long, do you feel like you kind of know the person at the end of that versus 30 second blurb on whatever? Does that make sense, you guys? You got a much longer time to hear the person, to kind of get to know them. Definitely much more of a personal connection. It's great production value for content. I mean, you can really dig in deep into something in 30 to 50 or, or minutes or an hour. You can really kind of dig deep. It's not a superficial kind of a thing. And one of the things I love about this is it's done for you content that you can repurpose and send to your list. So listen to me here, you guys. When you get interviewed on somebody else's podcast, that's great content for them and their podcast followers. However, they would love for you to promote their podcast to your followers as well. Does that make sense? So if you send out your podcast to your followers, you're creating content for them. Plus it's the double whammy that they're seeing you as the expert because you're being interviewed by somebody else. 
You follow me here, you guys? Give me a thumbs up. Alan B and Amelda, if you want, you can use the little icon thumbs up there so we, we know that you're live and kicking here. And then here's another really cool thing, you guys. You create Who here besides me has ever binged a little bit more than they should have on Netflix or, or Amazon or whatever? You know what I'm talking about, right? You get it, you get going there. Well, this can help you create a little bit of that binge effect or that dwell, they call it dwell time. This is the first time I've I've heard of this term, but it makes so much sense. People spend time, a lot more time connecting with you if you've got podcasts for them to listen to. Does that make sense? So right now, for example, I'm really into strategic coach, right? I don't know if you guys have heard of strategic coach, but Dan Sullivan runs that outfit. They've got a podcast. Well, I've been kind of binging on Dan Sullivan and all things strategic coach for a couple of months now. And virtually every day, I'm listening to a different one of their podcasts. Well, guess what? I, <laughs> I have drunk the Kool-Aid, the Dan Sullivan Kool-Aid, right? I have a, consumed a massive amount of this person's knowledge via their podcast. So it's, it's allowed me to spend a heck of a lot of time with Dan, even though Dan doesn't have the faintest clue who I am. Does that make sense, you guys? Same thing for you when people are able to consume your content via podcasts. Now, here's another big thing. Good to see you. <laughs> here's another big thing. This is what I would call securities compliant outside marketing. Securities compliant outside marketing. Because when you're being interviewed on somebody's podcast, you're not going to be pitching a deal. You're not going to be, your call to action is not going to be, hey, contact me and invest a hundred grand in my deal. That ain't going to be happening right? So you're going to be creating valuable educational material there. That's a great way to reach out to people and create that authority without it coming across like you're soliciting for funds. Raise your hand if that makes sense to you, right? I've interviewed a ton of capital raisers on my show, and none of them are overtly soliciting funds, right? It's, hey, if you'd like to find out more, visit my website. That's it, right? People go to the website, they poke around. Usually they get a freebie of some sort or another, get put into the ecosystem, and then they start the process. Are you guys following me here? So it's a great way to do that kind of stuff. And trust, no like and trust. This is what I love this idea trust badge. Being seen on or being heard on a whole bunch of different podcasts is kind of the equivalent of, have you ever seen those websites where it says as seen on, and they got CNN and BNN and ABC and CBS and all those kind of stuff, right? Well, this is our own version of that. You can use this as a trust badge. My goodness, Kevin's been interviewed on all these different podcasts. He must be an in-demand kind of guy, right? It just naturally leads to that assumption. We've got bragging rights here, but I don't really mean that you're going to go brag to your friends. But indirectly, you know, if you post this stuff on social media, it's like, wow, Elena has been featured on this podcast. That's pretty cool. I've never been interviewed on anybody's podcast. That's what people are going to think when they see that. Does that make sense, you guys? So it's not like you're going to beat your chest and brag about it. But indirectly, it's going to really help you boost that credibility. All right. So here are some tips on how to get booked on people's podcasts, right? Here's the big one, you guys. If you're going to write anything down, you're going to pay attention to anything. 
here's the big thing. You need a hook. You need a hook. You need something that grabs attention. It doesn't have to be anything earth shattering. It doesn't have to be anything completely unique. But you need to think about what is my hook? What is interesting about what I'm doing with real estate investing? Does this make sense, you guys? So how do you find your hook? Well, here's what, if I were working with you one-on-one and we were trying to figure this out, it'd be like, hey, well, what would you consider to be your, your uniqueness when it comes to real estate investing? What is it that you are better at than most other people within what you're doing, right? So if you're doing whatever, if you're doing a normal kind of a real estate deal, like a burr, that's cool. But there's a gazillion people doing burrs. So just talking about burrs in general might not cut it, right? Depending on the kind of podcast you want to you want to get on. But if you're particularly good at one specific part of doing a burr, then you might want to laser focus on that. Does this make sense, you guys? Or whatever it is that you're you're good at. So does anybody just off the top of your head, have something that you think might be an interesting hook that you could talk about when it comes to real estate investing. Kevin, I know you've been doing all sorts of stuff, and Ben and Alan, and what what do you think might be a, a hook that we could work on? Let's try and flesh it out a little bit. Kevin, you want to share? How to use a pre-sales, condo pre-sales for student rentals. That's cool. That's different, right? Nice. How to use condo pre-sales for student rentals. Okay, if I was a, which I am, if I was a real estate podcaster, that would be of interest. Yeah. Okay, so you got to think about what could be a hook. And it doesn't need to be anything earth shattering. So Kevin, I like that one. That's unique. That's different. Now, here's the other thing. It depends a little bit on what kind of podcasts you want to get booked on. So for example, if you want to get booked on real estate focused podcasts, then you probably do need something hooky like that, Kevin, because that would catch the attention of real estate podcasters because it's a little bit different than than what we've heard before, right? Or what other people have approached us about. Now, good news is if you're going after non-real estate focused podcasts, if you're going after podcasts, let's say in your local area, which is another possibility that don't necessarily have to do with, with real estate, then you could have a much more generic topic that would still be kind of new and different for non-real estate people. Does that make sense, you guys? So for example, it could be, hey, the multiple profit centers of a real estate deal, how the money's really made in real estate. That could be a good topic. Does that make sense, you guys? Now, for us, you know, we talk about the different profit centers, that's old hat for us. But for somebody who's not a real estate investor, it's new. And it's simple and it's easy to consume. Give me a little hands up if that makes sense, you guys. So coming up with some kind of a hook, depending on what you want to focus on. Then the next thing is creating a compelling one sheet. And a one sheet is one page synopsis of you and what you're going to be talking about. And I'll show you an example here in a second. Okay. Having a clear call to action. What do you want people to do? at the end of your podcast, right? So for example, when I'm getting interviewed on other people's podcasts, 
here's how classy mine is. And this is me after being interviewed on 50 plus podcasts. I keep it pretty simple, you guys. I say, hey, if you'd like to find out more about this, grab a free copy of my book, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Boom, done. Okay. And why am I trying to do that? Because again, I'm focusing very much on real estate focused podcasts. Theoretically, the people that are listening to these things are other real estate weirdos like us, right? And some of them might be interested in raising capital. They might want to get a free copy, a PDF copy of my book, right? So that gives them a way to do that. And then guess what? To get the copy, they have to give me their name and their email address. And that's how one of the ways that we've uh, helped grow our our mailing list to something around 15,000 people at this point. Does that make sense, you guys? So again, it's a matter of, we need to have a clear call to action, probably directing them to get a freebie. So that way they get into your ecosystem. They get onto your list. This is a way that you can grow your list. All right. Then here's the important thing, you guys. If you're going to be using podcasting to raise capital, you're not going to go right to the money immediately. Right? Somebody opts in to your website. You want to make sure that you've got an effective follow-up sequence of emails in place to start that relationship and to encourage them to book a call with you, right? an explore, exploration call. Wouldn't necessarily be a try to get them to invest right away, but it'll be let's get to know each other. This is a, a way to create that relationship. Might be a pre-qualification process. I know a lot of syndicators that do this, they have people opt in for their freebie, and then they immediately get encouraged to join the club, right? And it's no charge to join their club, they join the club, but they have to fill out an application form when they join the club, and that way the syndicator sees, is this person uh, self-qualifying themselves as an accredited investor, as a sophisticated investor, or just as a, as a normal person? And then they kind of get segmented depending on that. Does that make sense? And if they self-identify as an accredited investor or a sophisticated investor, then the follow-up sequence is, hey, let's get to know each other. Click here. Let's book a call, a discovery call or whatever you want to call. So it's making sense, you guys. But you need to have all of that set up in the background. You have to have a very, very clear vision of exactly what you want to accomplish. Okay. So here's an example of my one sheet. Now, this is for me getting on people's podcast talking about raising capital. Obviously, that's my shtick, right? So I give them a little bit of a, a brief little bio at the very top. Easy to easy to read. I've got a, a photo of my preferred photo on there. And then I give them two different interview options. And my goal is to make this as easy as humanly possible for the other person, right? Why make them think up the questions? And here's the thing, you guys, after all of these experiences being interviewed on other people's podcasts, nine times out of 10, they'll use these exact questions for me, right? Because I give it to them. So you're not going to use these questions because you're going to do your own thing, but make it easy for them. You don't have to have two different interview options. You can if you want, but keep it super simple for them and, and just brainstorm what are the kind of questions that people should be asking? What are the questions that I would like to answer? And then put those in there, and chances are that's exactly what they're going to ask. Give me a hands up if this makes sense, you guys. You follow along here, right? So very simple, one sheet, and this is what you're going to send out to podcasters when they show interest, okay? And then again, having some sort of a lead 
magnet, some sort of a reason for people to opt in to get something from you. So in my case, I, I've got a variety of them, but this is the one that I focus on these days. Uh, some of our clients have different lead magnets. You guys are probably aware we, we have the uh, done with you book option. So this is one that Ben Bergen's got. So on his site, he's got, hey, if you want a free copy of my book, give me your name and your email address. And this is how he builds up his, his list doing something like this. You don't have to do a whole book. You can do a special report. You can do PDF download of something. It doesn't have to be that crazy. Does that make sense, you guys? But you got to give people a reason to opt in for your thing. Okay. So how to get booked on podcasts, continuing here. So the first thing is research the appropriate podcasts that you'd like to be featured on. And let me tell you this, you guys. I have no idea how many podcasts there are out there. Last time I heard, it was over 600,000 different podcasts out there. And I think it's probably closer to a million by now. There are literally gazillions of podcasts. <laughs> now, some are better than others. Some are bigger than others, more established than others, et cetera, et cetera. But there are tons of them. Now, do you always want to be interviewed on real estate-focused podcasts? Maybe so. That's easy. But maybe no. Maybe you want to be, you'd like to be featured on local area podcasts because you want to focus on getting more local people into your sphere. That's perfectly fine. Then it's a matter of searching, researching which podcasts are in your local area. And then you're going to have to kind of do a, a unique little massage to figure out how to reach out to them and create that curiosity so they'll interview you about real estate, okay? And it's all about having a compelling outreach to podcast hosts, okay? And then follow up, follow up. So here's a quick tip, you guys. Something that we do that's worked really, really well. We'll research the podcast. Then I'll have my assistant go to the podcast, listen to it, and leave a five-star review, okay? Five-star review and take a screenshot of that review, and then email the podcast host saying, hey, I loved your episode on whatever. In fact, I left you a five-star review. Here it is, screenshot. And oh, by the way, my boss, Dave DeBow, talks about some pretty cool stuff about raising capital. Is that something you might be interested in, right? Now, reciprocity kicks in here, you guys. And I tell you, the reason we came up with this, I'd love to say I was so brilliant and I invented this. I didn't. Somebody used this on me. I said, wow, that is effective, right? Because it feels good. As a podcaster, you want to get reviews. You want to get five-star reviews. These people are unsolicited giving you a five-star review. And oh, by the way, here's something cool this guy talks about. Would you like to interview him or her? The answer is usually yes. Does that make sense, you guys? That's a killer tip and technique there, right there for you, okay? But don't just rely on that. What we've got is we've got a series of, I think we're up to four or five emails that go up. Because usually the first time you kick it out there, you don't hear anything. So then we got another one, it'll go out three days after that. Then if we don't hear back from after that, another one goes out three days and ding, 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 ding. I think it's four or five times. And then we haven't heard up from them after, after number five. Okay, is what it is. But I tell you what, a lot of it comes from the follow-up, not the initial, about 50% about comes from the initial one and the other 50% comes somewhere between number two and number five, right? Like anything, persistent follow-up, okay? And here's another tip. You can wow your podcast host 
with follow-up after the interview. Okay, so if you didn't personally go in and give them a five-star review ahead of time, now's the time to do it. And then say that, hey, Ben, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. It was great. I love what you're doing. I left you another, I left you a five-star review and a nice comment there. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Let me know when it's going to be coming out and I'll let everybody I know, know all about it. Okay. Again, podcast hosts really appreciate that as well. And then keep doing it. That's how it goes. Okay. So how often do you want to get booked on podcasts? It all depends, you guys. You really, it really depends on what you want to do. If you are just looking to boost your credibility within your current list, which is always a good idea, right? You don't need a ton, right? Literally, if you had, I'll start with one, but if you got up to three or four podcasts that you've been interviewed on, that's good, right? You can, then you can have that up on your website. If you get one interviewed every month or two or whatever, great. That's another little piece of content that you can send out to your list. That's something else you can feature on social media. It just, it helps build up that credibility. And then when people go visit your site, you can have a little part there. It says, hey, check, check out where I've been, all the different podcasts I've been interviewed on, right? And then you can have links to those different podcasts. So you don't need a ton for that. That's what you want to do. If you are really focused on growing your list and you want to increase the number of prospective investors on your list, then I would suggest you want to take this more seriously. And you make a concerted effort to get booked at least one or two times a month consistently, month in, month out, right? You can do more than that if you want to. I mean, geez, 50 plus for us. But it, you know, one or two times a month is great for growing your list that way, okay? And here's the thing, you guys. Even a few interviews can make a really big difference. So for example, let's say you get interviewed on a smaller podcast that only gets 200 listeners per episode. That would be a pretty small podcast, you guys, okay? 200 listeners per episode. That's still a really big deal. I mean, think about it. That's 200 people hearing all about what you do. That's a pretty good crowd, right? And if you got 20 of them to say, yeah, you know what? I'm interested in that thing that Kevin's got. And they go in and they opt in. And one of those eventually turns into an investor. What is that worth to you? It's huge, right? If you guys remember the lifetime worth of an investor, it's absolutely huge. Roy's got the number memorized, right? <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. Here's a visual. That's 200 people, folks. So if you were speaking, you know, unless you're accustomed to public speaking, if you had to give a speech in front of those 200 people, you'd probably be a little bit nervous about it. That's a good-sized crowd. Well, that's a small number of listeners for a fairly small podcast, right? And they're act they've chosen to listen to your interview. It's not like anybody's forcing them to. It's not like they have to be there. They have chosen to listen to you and your interview. And I'm thinking if you do a reasonable job, you should be able to get 5, 10, 15, 20 of them to opt in for your freebie if they're interested in it. Is this making sense, guys? Guys and gals and Lanas and babies? All right, perfect. So what do we do with your interview once you've got it done? Let everybody know. Like, I don't do this very much anymore, you guys, because, again, I got booked on so damn many of these things so quickly, it would be too much if every every day I was saying, hey, I got booked on this podcast, I got booked on this podcast, you know, it would just be too much. But if you're getting booked every once in a while, 
then yeah, for sure, each time, you know, let people know, hey, really excited. Ben Ryberg has invited me to be on his podcast. I'm going to be getting interviewed next Thursday at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m., right? So you let people know about it that way. Then here's a neat trick I've seen people do. When they are getting interviewed on the podcast, they'll take a screenshot because most of these podcast interviews are done on Zoom. They'll take a screenshot of themselves and the podcast host, right? Just screenshot, bang, grab that. And then they'll post that on their social media. So let's say it's Thursday at 1 p.m. Well, I just finished my interview. Ben just finished interviewing me. So later on that afternoon, I might just post that on social media. Hey, had a great interview with Ben Reidenberg. It was, it, was fan, it was a lot of fun. I'll let you know when it comes out. So ding, ding, all right? And then probably four, six, eight weeks later when it actually gets released, it's all been produced, it's been sent out. Now's the time. Hey, the podcast I did a few weeks ago with Ben has now been released. Here's the link. Go check it out. Does it make sense, you guys? That way you're getting three bangs for your buck. Ding, ding, ding. When you book the podcast, right after you do the podcast, and when the podcast gets released. Okay. And then once it's been released, what do you do with it? Again, put this up on the social media, get a link, put it up on your website and mention it in your marketing. This would be a great thing. You could send out a standalone email about it. You could send it, you can include this as part of your newsletter. So you got a link to your podcast interview there. You got a little screenshot of the image, whatever it is, but you want to let people know that you've been interviewed. Don't, don't be shy about this. Hey, folks. All right. Yeah, over the, over the years, I've interviewed a lot of our uh, successful students and people that we've worked with, people that have attended our events or that we've worked with directly. It's a big part of what we do on the podcast. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.